Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. House of the Lord, isn't it? Feels good in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bible this morning, you can turn with me to... book of Joel. Chapter 2. So thankful for, for all of you who have made the choice to be with us this morning. Amen in the house of the Lord. And we don't take that for granted. We we do appreciate that. And I believe that the Lord is wanting to do something very special today. If you believe that, say amen. Starting at verse 23. Be glad then. Ye children of Zion. Zion is the church. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. You know, we have something to be glad about. Come on, if you're saved and you're sanctified, you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're washed in the blood of the Lamb, you got something to be thankful for, to be glad about. Amen. There should be a rejoicing. The word says joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy that's unexplainable resides on the inside of me. I can't explain it, but I got it. Somebody say amen. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat. (laughs) How many feel that this morning? And the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you I just stop here and say, you know, we can believe for everybody else. But he wants to restore you. Me. Somebody say me. I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten. The canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. My great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty. And be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh 
and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids. In those days will I pour out of my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. But before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord has said. And in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. There is deliverance in Mount Zion in the church. Come on, can somebody clap your hands to the Lord and thank God for his word. Philippians 3, 12 through 14, Paul says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. What he's saying is, I want to get a hold of what God's doing in my life the way that it's got a hold of me. But this one thing, Somebody say one thing. I do. We're going to bring it down to one thing today. You know, there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen. There's a, there's a lot of things that need to take place in my life, but we're going to bring it down to one thing today. Somebody say one thing. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's something pulling on you this morning, pulling you to a higher, pulling you to a greater, pulling you from your past and into your future. Come on, there's an eternal power of God that's in this place today to let you know he knows where you came from, but that don't even matter. He's got a plan to take you to a place that he's always planned to take you. It was the plan from the beginning. Come on. Your past cannot alter what God has already spoken in his word. I wonder if we could just clap our hands to the Lord and thank God today for his word. Somebody shout hallelujah. Lift your hands with me one more time and let's pray unto the Lord. God, we're thankful today, God, for the opportunity we have to be in your house with your people. God, we're thankful, Lord, for your spirit that we feel moving in this place. I pray today, Lord, that you would place your hands upon every vessel in this house. You're the potter and we're the clay. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would do a work upon us today, upon our hearts, upon our minds, on our bodies, Lord, on our families, God, Lord, on our future. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would heal what needs to be healed, that you would deliver what needs to be delivered, God, that you would bind up the brokenhearted, God, that you would do, Lord, according to your word and move in whatever capacity 
capacity you deem necessary. We loose you today to be God in this house, for the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation, for you to say what you need to say, do what you need to do. Be God in this house. Anoint our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to be understanding of your word. And we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the Lord one more time. Praise the Lord. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're going to preach about a new thing today. God wants to do a new thing. Amen. He told Isaiah, remember not the things of old, neither consider those things, the former things, neither consider the things of old. Remember not the former things, he told him. Somebody say the former things, the things that have gone before, the events and the circumstances that has surrounded the children of Israel. The children of Israel had fallen into captivity and bondage in Babylon. And the word of the Lord began to come to the prophet Isaiah and remind him of a, a new day. Inspire him of a new day. To bring him the revelation of a new, a new day. That things would not always be the way that they currently were that they would not always be under the captivity of the Babylonian empire. Amen. But in order for him to get it across to Isaiah, he told him the first thing that you have to do is you gotta forget the former things. You gotta forget the things of old, the things that have happened years gone by. You gotta forget about the events of yesterday. Come on. And you gotta get your mind off of where you're currently at. Amen. Because in that moment, the children of Israel were still residing under the captivity of the Babylonian empire. Amen. But the Lord had a plan. Amen. To bring them out. The Lord had a plan before they even got into captivity. The Lord had a plan of restoration. He had a plan to bring them out. Amen. He already had a plan, a prophetic word that was going forth to remind the children of Israel that you're not always going to be in the state that you're in today. I'm going to bring you out of that state. I'm going to get you beyond that state. But in order for me to get you beyond where you're at, you got to get your mind off of that. Come on. You got to forget about those things. Forget about the events of the past. Forget about the mistakes. Forget about the failures. Forget about the disobedience. Come on. Forget about the pain and the suffering of yesterday because there is a new day coming. Come on. There is a day coming that's going to far exceed anything that you've ever experienced in your life. Come on. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall Bring forth. It shall come to pass. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Come on. He's talking to a people that's residing in a place, a dry place, a place of captivity, a place of, of pain and suffering. Amen. They have, they have, they have lived 
most of their lives in that place. But he's telling them it's going to come and I'm going to make a way in the desert or I'm going to bring streams in the desert, rivers in the desert. Amen. I'm going to make it happen in the place where you're at. It's not going to look like it's even possible. It's not going to, you're, because of your current situation, it's not going to look like it's even possible to happen. But I'm going to make it happen because it's my plan. I'm going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And I'm going to give you rivers in a dry place. Let me just stop here and tell somebody, I don't care where you're at, what you're going through, how big a failure you've had. God will make a way when you make up your mind. I'm going to focus on God and his plan for my life. He will bring you out. Can I just testify this morning and say he did it for me, he can do it for you. He healed me, he can heal you. He put my family back together, he can put your family back together. He healed my heart, my mind, and my spirit, and he can do it for you. Clap your hands to the Lord, he's worthy to be praised. Amen. In the, in the Bible, there's a story of of, of Saul of Tarsus. Somebody say Saul of Tarsus. Saul was, uh, <laughs> Saul was a Jew. Saul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. The Bible says he was, he was exalted among his brethren, which means he was very good at being a Pharisee. Pharisees were teachers of the law. They knew the law inside out. Amen. They knew the, the Old Testament scripture inside out. Amen. He, he knew it from cover to cover and he kept it. He was a Pharisee of Pharisee. And he said, I was more zealous, amen, more enthusiastic than any other Jew or any other Pharisee. Amen. I had ambition to, to excel. I had ambition to do the work of the Lord. But we know that in, 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 in Jesus, that there was a transition that took place, that Jesus was the fulfillment of the Old Testament scripture. He said, I came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. Every jot and every tittle, every, every mark, every comma, every, every word spoken, I came to fulfill it. He was the fulfillment of all that God planned and purposed to do in the earth. Amen. There was a transition that took place from the law to faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and, and there was disciples. They were Jews also, Peter and James and John that received the word of the Lord and received Jesus as the Messiah. Come on. He was the one that was to come. He was the one that had all power in heaven and in the earth. How many know he rose the dead? Come on. He healed blinded eyes and deaf ears and he healed withered bodies and he caused the lame to walk. He spoke to Lazarus and told him to come forth out of the grave. Four days dead in the grave and and Lazarus came forth wrapped up in his grave clothes. When I say he had all power in heaven and earth, I'm talking there's nothing that he could not do. And today there's nothing that he can't do. He is all powerful, all knowing, everywhere at the same time God. Somebody say amen. Peter and James and John and the rest of the apostles, they, they had an experience with God on the day of Pentecost and the church was birthed on the day of Pentecost and the Bible says that he preached on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 souls were added to the church that day. Peter preached. God is raising up a church in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Saul at that time, he missed the transition. He didn't see it happening. He didn't get the revelation about Jesus Christ. Come on. He, he, he was so zealous in the law and what he believed and what he was caught up in that he didn't get, he, there was no room for further revelation in his life. Come on, we can't get so caught up in what we've been raised in that we can't let God reveal some truth to us. Somebody say amen. We gotta be willing to grow and willing to receive from the Lord. Amen. Paul, was being a Jew and being a Pharisee, he began to persecute the church. The church of Jesus Christ, the disciples, the apostles, he began to persecute them. The Bible says that he wreaked havoc upon the church. Amen. He was, he was traveling from place to place, putting them in prison. Amen. There was a man named Stephen. The Bible says that he was a devout man, full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost. And he preached to the Jews one day, and, and they rose up against him, and they stoned him. And Saul of Tarsus stood by and held the coats of the men that stoned Stephen the disciple to death. Come on. As they persecuted the church, they killed Stephen in Jerusalem, and Saul consented of his death, the Bible says. He was okay with it. Because they are, they are he, call, he thought they were in false doctrine. He thought them to be against God. Amen. And so he went on persecuting the church and, and wreaking havoc. And he, he, he sought letters to go to different places that he might have the authority to, to, to persecute the church of God. He, he, not only did he want to do it in Jerusalem, he wanted to stomp out the name of Jesus in the earth. He got letters to Damascus. I'm going to go to Damascus and I'm going to stomp out every Christian uh, a gathering. I'm going I'm to put them in prison. I'm going to stomp this out in the name of God. Bible says when he was on the road to Damascus, a bright light shined. Read it, Acts chapter 9. Go home and read it. A, light a bright light shined upon him, blinded him. He fell off of the animal he was riding and, and fell onto the ground. And the vo a voice spoke to him and said, Saul, why persecutest thou? Who are you that, that, that I persecute? I am Jesus Christ that you persecute. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Amen. Paul was, uh, uh, God was obviously dealing with Paul. Come on, about a change in his life. But Paul was, was hard-headed and hard-hearted towards any type of change in his world. Amen. It took a personal revelation of who the Lord was in order for Paul to make a transition in his own life. You see, the will of God can be transitioning in the earth and God can be revealing his word and his truth to people, but we have to be open-minded to what God wants to do. We got to be open-minded to the Lord and what he's got to do and be able to be taught of God. He fell down. He said, Lord, I'm sorry that I persecuted you. I'm sorry. Amen. I'm sorry. He said, arise and go to Damascus. The Bible says he went to Damascus and he, 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 he abode at a place, the street called Straight. The Bible says he was blind. The Lord blinded him. 
He's there waiting on, he don't, he don't even know what, waiting on the Lord. You know, God stopped his life's path in a moment an intersection between the temporal and the eternal because when the will of God comes about he'll stop your life as it currently is he will stop it where it's at. Amen. He'll stop the damage. He'll stop the path that you're traveling on. He'll stop it all and intersect it with the eternal and say, you know what? You've been this from, for all your life, you've been this, but there's a transition getting ready to take place in your life that's going to make you something than you ever thought that you would be. Amen. You didn't have the faith to, to be that before, but, but, but it's going to happen in your world if you allow God's will to take place in your life. Somebody say amen. He told there was, a, there was a believer in Damascus by the name of Ananias. Ananias was praying. The Lord gave him a vision of Saul of Tarsus. He said, I want you to go to a street called Straight, and there's a man there by the name of Saul, the Tar- Saul of Tarsus, and you're going to lay your hands on him that he might receive his sight. Ananias is like, hold on a minute. I know this guy. We all know this guy. This is the same guy that had letters to come to Damascus to persecute whoever believes. He's telling the Lord this. Whoever believes in your name, he, 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 has a, he has the authority to persecute me. Do you understand that? Come on. He has the authority to put me in prison. He has the authority to kill me if necessary. He's telling the Lord. The Lord said, he has seen a vision of you coming a man named Ananias to come and lay your hands on him that he might receive your sight. I have already prepared the way for you to go and to minister to him. Come on. It don't matter what kind of past circumstances that you come out of. I come to tell you this morning that the plan of God and the will of God trumps everything that you've ever been through, everything that you've ever done. It overlooks it. It overrides it. It abolishes it. And he moves forward with you. Come on. How many know that Ananias could have stood back and said, you know what? I know who he is. God's not able to do that. I refuse to go pray for this guy. He killed my friend Stephen. No, no, no. He got up out of a place of prayer and he went to the place where Paul was at and he laid his hands on him that he might receive his sight. And the, he told he, he told Ananias, hold on. He is a chosen vessel unto me. Oh. You know, it's amazing. Hold on a minute. Let me slow down. It's amazing to me how he chooses the worst. Don't he? He chooses the worst so that he might get the glory. He does. He chooses the worst ones. He chooses the bad ones. Come on. He chooses the ones that could never be saved or could never be a preacher. Come on. He chooses the ones that go far beyond where anybody else goes and does what nobody else does because he wants you to know that he is the Lord God and he has the power to deliver regardless of what you've been through. 
laid his hands on him and he received his sight. Amen. God filled him with the Holy Ghost and he took him and he baptized him in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And that Saul that was a killer of Christians, that Saul that persecuted, that Saul that stoned him and put him in prison, he was now a proselyte. He was now a believer. He was now a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's nothing like a personal revelation of the Lord. Come on, how many know he had to get it for himself? But once he got it for himself, nobody could take it from him. You know, they took his life. He laid down his life to preach the gospel to Caesar. Come on, to go into the court of Caesar and declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. They beheaded him for that, but I come to tell you, he has a, a, a reward that's far beyond anything that this earth or this life could ever give. He has a reward in heaven. Nations of Gentiles were saved by the preaching of Paul. Nations. Somebody say nations. Thousands are still being saved by the preaching of Paul. You know that he wrote more of the New Testament scripture than anybody else in the Bible. He's still preaching. His, the anointing of God that's on his life is still going forth. The word is still being preached. His voice is still being heard. It's encouraging the church. It's healing. It's healing and saving and delivering souls. I come to tell you tonight, he calls the worst so that he can make them the best so that his name will be glorified in all the earth. I'm going to do a new thing. Come on. How many know that he was so traveling a path that he thought he would live the rest of his life doing, but there was a transition that took place. It took him out of his old life and into his new life and the call of God upon his life. Amen. And in his, in his, in his uh, giving of the scripture to the Philippians, it is in, encouraging them to lay aside the things that are holding them back and fight against all the enemies that's trying to deter them and distract them. He told them, this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind me. Do you think it was ever a problem for him knowing that he stood by and watched Stephen be killed? Do you think that was ever a problem? Do you think it, it held him back a little bit at times in his life? Hey Amen. As he's writing the scripture, he says, I am the worst of sinners. I am, I am the worst of sinners. I've done things so that nobody else has done. I'm the worst. I'm really the worst. See, you thought you were the worst. I thought I was the worst. I had people tell me, I can't count the number of times they told me, I can't come to that church. If I come in that church, the roof will fall in on me. I said, well, it hadn't fallen in yet. I mean, there's a possibility that this structure could 
could give way and, and collapse, but it's not going to be because of you being in the church. Come on. Amen. It's going to be because of the church needs some fixing and repair and has nothing to do with your sin because his grace is greater than your sin. Come on. It's greater than your past. It's greater than anything that you've ever done, anything you've ever put in your body, any thoughts that you've ever had in your mind, any sin that you've ever committed. His grace is bigger. His love is bigger than anything that you've ever done. In fact, the future that he has for you in eternity is greater than anything you could have ever done in your past. I know you've done some terrible things. I know you feel bad about yourself, but you need to let yourself off the hook this morning and remember that God's love is bigger. He's got a future for you, but in order for you to step into what he has for you, you gotta be willing to forget it. Come on, you gotta be willing to walk away from it. You gotta be willing to let go of it. Somebody say let go. Come on, give him a hand. Love you, man. This is my only son. I got four girls. Beautiful. Brother Smith, come here. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna preach out of my pocket this morning. Is that all right? Come here, Brother Smith. When you can't forget. When you can't forget, you're holding on to it. You have a grasp on something when you can't forget. It's, it, it's not only do you have a grasp on it, but it's got a grasp on you. Okay, so I'm going to grab you and you grab me. All right? He's got me. You're stronger than I thought. I thought I was going to break away real easy. No, get 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 my other hand there. Amen. I'm trying. I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying. I'm trying my best to move into my future. I'm trying my best to to go regardless of where I'm at, but what you have hold on, what, what, what you have a hold on and what has a hold of you ultimately dictates how far you can go. Amen. Because what God's asking me to do is to forget what's behind me and reach. But as long as I got a hold of this and it has a hold of me, I can't reach. I want to, but I can't. I see my future standing right here. I see it ahead of me right now. I see, I see my legacy. I see a vision of it. Come on. I see, I see a revelation of it. I see it being preached to me. I see the power of it. Amen. I, I want it in my heart, but the, 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 the past has such a grip on my life that I can't reach for it. Every time I want to reach for it or move towards it, it pulls me back. Amen. There has to be a moment in your life where you let go and you get rid of the past. You get rid of the mistakes. You get rid of the regret of the failure that you've been through in your life so that you could reach for God. Somebody say amen. amen. But when you have regret, it's real. 
regret's real. You know what regret is? I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have done that. I feel so much shame for that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have acted that way. I can't believe I was that person. I can't, I can't believe that I was that person. I can't believe that I did what other people were doing that I thought I would never do. I can't believe I did that. I, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm that. As long as you hold on to that person and the things that you've done, you will continue to be that person. You will, you will go around in a vicious cycle of repeating the behavior that you're trying to get rid of because you're trying to cover up the guilt and the regret and the shame. But the only thing that can thoroughly cover up the guilt and the regret and the shame of your past is the blood of Jesus Christ who hung on the cross for you. And he said that he would sprinkle our minds from an evil conscience, come on, and wash our spirits in pure water. I come to tell you there is a cleansing that far exceeds your memory, come on, that can take you beyond where you've been into your future. It was paid for. He took it and he nailed it to the cross. He nailed my failure to the cross. He nailed it to the cross. He nailed my wrong behavior to the cross. He nailed it, come on, my sin to the cross. And guess what? He nailed Paul's sin to the cross. He nailed his evil behavior to the cross, selfish behavior. And I come to preach to you this morning, he nailed yours to the cross. There is a future for you because of him. Who am I to resist God? Right? Who are we to try to determine who comes to God and who don't? I don't determine who's saved and who's not saved. Come on, let the spirit and the bride say come. Come on. The spirit of the Lord is pulling on the hearts of people and the bride should be saying, come on. You need to get in under the blood. Come on. You need a new start. Come on. There's a fresh slate for you. Come on. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Come here, Brother Smith. With the strong one. I'm to activate some muscle here. My future's moving close. Come on. It's right in front of me. Come here. Move a little closer. The Lord's placed it in my path. My future looks a whole lot better than I look right now. So if I come to the Lord, I'm going to look like him. I'll lose all my wrinkles. Is that vain? <laughs> they told me I needed to use some just for men, but I, I refuse. I, I refuse. My future's right there. Your future is right in front of you. You gotta break free from your past. You gotta you gotta forget the former things. Come on. I'm preaching to some people in this room this morning. That's what's holding you. 
Amen. He told me this morning in prayer. That's what's holding you back. That's what that's what's holding back the new. It's the old. Amen. It's the sure. old mindset. It's the old regret. It's the same old pattern of behavior. It's the same old pattern of belief systems. You've got to believe that God has something better that's beyond what you've been through Amen. and beyond what you've done. Come on. You've got to believe, be able to believe that. And you got and when you be, when it begins to be preached to you, come on, it's preached to you because we are saved through the preaching of the gospel. Amen. That's the way God purposed it. It's through the preaching that saves sinners. Come on. It's through the preaching of God's word that saves us, that gives us hope for the future. It's the preaching of the gospel, which is the good news, that you don't have to worry about your past anymore. You can break free from it. And as you're hearing the preaching of the gospel and you're seeing, come on, some of you can see it visually before your eyes this morning. You can see the revelation that there's something more. Come on. I believe that the spirit of God was whispering in the ear of Paul, telling him, I have called you. You are a chosen vessel unto me. I have called you to the Gentile nations. I have called you to go beyond what anybody else has ever done before. Come on. I'm going to use you in a great and powerful way. I'm going to, I'm going to save you. I'm going to save your family. I'm going to use you signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm going to do a work in your life. As he's holding on to his past, he begins to believe what's being preached to him and reach for his future. Come on. Somebody needs to reach out in faith this morning and get a hold of what God has for you in your future. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Amen. I'm cleaving to it. That's why he said we walk by faith and not by sight. Not by the way it looks currently. Come on. Not by the way the circumstance looks currently. Because if you if you continue to look at that, it'll look like there's no way it could ever happen. Amen. You gotta put your faith in something that's beyond you. It's beyond you right now. It's beyond your present circumstance and situation and reach for it with all of your heart. And I come to tell you, you draw nigh to God and He's gonna pull you close. Come on. You get a hold of God and He's gonna get a hold of you. Come on. He'll get a hold of you and He'll be begin to tell you about your future. All right, you can sit down, past. Somebody needs to tell their past. You can sit down because I got my future. Come on, I'm going somewhere. God's got a plan for my life. God's got a future for me. It looks way better than, than my present looks. Amen. I'm going to grasp hold of it. I'm going to let go and forget all the things that I've been through and forget where I came from and forget all the mistakes and I'm going to get a hold of the revelation of my future. Come on, the revelation on the other side of the blood. Come on, there's joy in your future. There's happiness in your future. Come on, there's security in your future. There's protection in your future. There's provision in your future. There's healing in your future. There's healing of your body in your future. Things that you never thought that you'd be able to get rid of. Come on, that sin put on you. God's going to heal you from it. He's going to deliver you from it because that's how he is. The very effects of sin he's going to wipe away from your life. Mm. In Jesus' name. Stand with me all around the building. Stay with me, future. Amen. A new thing. There's a new thing. Oh, something very powerful is happening in this house today. Can you feel that? 
Amen. Why don't we close our eyes just for a moment, lift our hands to the Lord, and just call in the name of the Lord, every person in your own way, right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands and call in the name of the Lord. There's a transition taking place in your life. Your path has been intersected this morning with the eternal. God wants to change some things. He wants to put his name on you. Everybody knows me for that bad person. Everybody knows me for that person that I was. Everybody knows me for that. <laughs> Everybody knows me for my failures. When they hear my name, they think about, guess what he did, right? Guess what she did. What about all of that? You know what? That's not up to you to worry about. That's up to the Lord. Because when he cleanses you, he cleanses your way. And he takes your iniquity, the Bible says, and he casts it as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against you again. Somebody say never. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, every one of us. Every one of us have fallen short, missed the mark. We all needed a Savior. Say amen. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. But Paul was, he was, he was remembered as the guy that persecuted the church for a while. Wasn't he? Ananias was afraid to even go pray for him step foot in his presence. He was worried about what he might do. But after he got the Holy Ghost, he was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. The remission of sins means it's never to be remembered against you again as if it never happened. And now he's no longer the guy that persecuted the church. He's the guy that persecuted the church that now preaches the gospel. He's the guy that persecuted the church that now changed. Somebody say amen. Preaching to people the same message that he persecuted. Wow. 
Me and Brother Smith were talking this morning about when Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. Read it in John chapter 4. John chapter 4. This woman sat on the well. Jesus shows, he's there sitting on the well. She shows up. She's a woman of ill repute. You read the story with a past. The Bible says that he changed her life that day. And she went back to the city and told everybody about the man that told her everything that she had ever done but received her anyways. And the Bible says that the whole city was come out to see the man. Somebody say the whole city. Because when he changed, when he changed her, everybody knew there's something to this. Amen. And Jesus looked up and his disciples were standing next to him. He said, the, the fields are white with harvest. And he pointed to the group of people that were coming to the Lord that day because of her testimony of what he had done for her in her life. She was no longer that woman of ill repute. She was the woman that God changed her life and made her a testimony to the whole city. To the whole city. Because what God wants to do in your life is far just beyond you. It's eternal. Come on, it's going to reach to the, uh, the reputation is going to reach places you never thought it could ever reach because of his power and his authority. He'll change it, amen. Once you're washed in his blood, he'll put his name on you. He will change your past. He'll erase it and he will give you a future. Somebody say amen. You can sit down, bud. Somebody Somebody say, forget my past and reach for my future. Every hand raised in the building this morning. Mm. There's a power of God here to change your circumstance, to change your life, change the trajectory of your life right now. You have heard what God wants to do. Are you willing? Who's willing to forget their past? Come on, forget the pain. Forget the suffering. Come on, it's time to let go of that. It's time to let go of the abuse. It's time to let go of the mistakes and the regret. God knows that you're sorry. You don't have to torture yourself not one more day. He knows that you're sorry. He wants to heal you. Come on, he's going to place a call of God on your life. He's pulling on you right now. Come on, he's pulling on your life right now. Let go of it. It's time. It's time. Today's the day. It's time. It's perfect timing in the will of God. Don't worry about one day lost. Just reach for him. Don't worry about where you were yesterday or where you were last night. Just reach for him. 
in the name of Jesus. If you have a desire to reach for your future this morning, I wonder if you'd run to this altar and just reach for him right now. Come on. There, there's a power of God here that's to deliver. You just repent. Turn away from your sin and reach for God. He's there. He's going to cleanse you. Come on. He's going to cleanse you this morning. He's going to prepare your path for your future. You don't have to go back to that when you leave this building. It's going to be erased. Come on. In the name of Jesus, the power of God's in this place. Respond to it. Let go. Let go. Come on. Let go of your seat. Let go of your past and reach for your future this morning. I'm reaching with everything that I have. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.